You're watching Profile Pod TV with Double A. And always remember to take it easy. Hey everyone, Double A here. Hey, check it out. I am now an ambassador for Ray's Energy Drink. If you're looking for an energy drink that's going to provide you with maximum stamina, energy, focus, and recovery, do not look any further. Ray's Energy has got you covered. Go to repsports.com. That's R-E-P-P-S-P-O-R-T-S.com and enter promo code PROFILE to receive 15% off all of your orders. Tell them Double A sent you. And always remember to take it easy. Yo, what is up, everyone? Double A here for the Profile Pod, back for another episode. And in this edition of the pod, we bring on the one, the only, the super talented Bonnie Blue. Now, this young woman, I got the chance to see her on stage a few months back at an event here in Simi Valley. And I was immediately taken back with her stage presence, her talent, just overall talent, her rhyming ability. Uh, she's a, a performing artist, self-proclaimed performing artist. She doesn't really pigeonhole herself into one genre of art. So, But she expresses herself in many ways. Again, she's an MC. Um, she's a poet. She's a director. She's a visual artist. Go to her Instagram page and you'll get an idea of what I'm talking about. You'll get it. A, a glimpse into her world as an artist and she doesn't hold back when it comes to expressing herself so this particular episode man had a lot of fun on this conversation we were in studio here we we're face to face we had a lot of fun big shout out to her business manager or partner i should say um sheila thank you so much sheila for being for being here and being backstage and had a lot of fun uh so she threw a couple curveballs at me. We did a word association game, and uh, which is something I don't typically do on the episode with my guests. But this one was fun, and all of you should know that I'm a big Laker fan. You know, hence my colors, purple and gold, Los Angeles Lakers. And uh, I'll leave it at that. She she threw a curveball at us, and we had a lot of fun with it, though. So big shout out to Bonnie Blue. Thank you all of you once again for being here and supporting the Profile Pod. Don't forget to like, follow, sh- subscribe, share, comment, all that good stuff. Leave me a rate and review on Apple Podcast. I want to hear what you have to say. I want to hear what you have to think about the podcast. So it's always great to have that input. So once again, thank you guys. I'll see you soon. And always remember to take it easy. Profile Pod. I'm your host, Double A, back for another spectacular episode of the pod. We have another spectacular one here, like as I always say. Um, thank you for tuning in, wherever you're tuning in from. If you're here on the video, on the audio, it's always a pleasure being here and being your host. So, like I said, we have our guest here standing by, our amazing guest, I should say. Um, don't forget to follow, like, share, subscribe to the podcast. Uh, subscribe to the channel on YouTube, show some support, show some love. If you like what I do, then 
show that's one simple way to show some love and you guys do a lot uh, you do a great job of showing the love and support so i appreciate everybody out there and uh, for, for, for doing that, showing the support. So uh, I'm going to continue to bring on a great content, great guests. And uh, so, you know, it's, again, that's always uh, fun to, to mention that. Um, this podcast is sponsored by Henry's Frames and Posters. As you can see, I have this beautiful, beautiful painting right here. And go check out Henry's Frames and Posters. I will put his uh, link in the description below so you can go check him out on instagram go check him out he's got paintings he's got posters he's got amazing products and merchandise merchandise so go check out my man henry's frames and posters thank you so much henry for for uh being a sponsor also we have uh ray's energy drink if you're looking for a legit energy drink go check out ray's energy drink zero sugar it's uh amazing man this is legit it tastes so good it doesn't give you that crash like a lot of other energy drinks do uh, go to rep sports on instagram place your order tell them double a sent you you'll get 15 percent off with the promo code profile so go check out ray's energy on rep sports i'll also place their instagram contact in the description below so ray's energy drink baby go check them out um, this is the podcast that brings on individuals who are doing extraordinary things in life to that inspire the human spirit and our guest today is doing just that. And if you ask me, she's doing way beyond that. Uh, this this young lady, I, I got the, I just um, didn't meet her that night, but I saw her for the first time performing in a Simi Valley show uh, right down the street. And uh, she's here, uh, she's originally from the 805. Well, she spent a lot of time in the 805, ladies and gentlemen. This is our performing artist, the one, the only, the super talented Bonnie Blue. <laughs> Right here. How are you, Bonnie? Welcome. I'm so good. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Oh no, I've, I've been uh, I've been waiting for this one, Bonnie, because like I said, I saw you at the, at that event, and I was telling you earlier, you know, and I said, man, this 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 girl is super talented. Uh, I was just really blown away that night by your performance, Thank and and you. absolutely, absolutely. And shout out to the other two artists that came on stage with you yes. that night. Shout out Hollow Visions and Kiddo. They were amazing. Yes. Amazing. Yes. Amazing show that night all around. Yes. It was really fun to be back home in the 805 and um, Mike Bless and Marlon D. And, you know, I actually, Clever DJ was there that night, which in, you know, in a lot of ways, he's the one that kind of discovered me and pushed me to do shows. Because when I, when I met him, I was kind of in the thick of a corporate career and not really doing, doing anything publicly like I lived with musicians and we jammed all the time and everything but I wasn't doing shows myself and he really kind of lit a fire under me and was like you need to do this so it was really cool I hadn't seen him in probably like seven years who was it I'm sorry clever DJ okay okay yeah. shout out to he's clever from, yeah he's from the 805 mm. yeah yeah and, he, and here you he are put me on my first show awesome awesome yeah but uh, you know um and I'm gonna be I'm gonna say this uh, Bonnie because when I see your you perform, when I see your content, you know your videos on Instagram and, and wherever. I mean, I, I you are an artist in the true sense of the word. Um, you know, you're a poet. You know, you, you record absolutely. You are. Uh, I mean, just so, so artistic and and the vibe I get um, is like I'm gonna be who I am. I'm gonna express myself, and I don't give a fuck what anybody <laughs> says. So. 
That is, uh, that, I'm glad you're that an inspiration. People are getting it. Because <laughs> that's exactly what the fuck I'm doing. <laughs> and you know what? You say that, I'm like, you know what? She is freaking right, man. You know? But in, you know, in all reality, it's taken me a long time to get here. And I've, I've gone through a lot to get to that place of being like, you know what? I am just going to, I am just going to be me and I'm going to create the art that I want. And whether, you know, whatever, like whatever anybody thinks of it or whatever, you know, time may pass between the time of me releasing music or, or doing art. Like I'm still, I'm still an artist and I'm going to do it. And I, I love it. And I do it. I do do it from my soul and my heart. And it means something to me. And ultimately, like, I really appreciate you, you know, your intro and, um, because I, I would like to be known as someone that is inspiring to people and thought provoking and, um, really just, I'm here to tell my story. And, and I know that like, I've been through things that have been a real struggle at certain times. And I want to share those stories because I know that's inspiring to people. That's one of the things that really has kept me going is Mm -hmm. knowing that I have the ability to inspire others through sharing my story and creating art. Like I have a, I have a selfish need and want to create (laughs) art because I love it and it's therapeutic for me, but sharing it with the world and knowing that it can have a positive impact on other people's lives is really what keeps me going. Yeah, no doubt about it. You know, um, the song, the remix, I think it is, uh, do not disturb. Yes. That video. I mean, gosh, that is, uh, I mean, I think, yeah, I think I commented it, commented on, on on the post Mm -hmm. and I don't, yeah, it just, it just gets you. It just, Oh my goodness. I don't even know how to describe (laughs) it. It just brings up for me. It it, it really touches my soul deep inside, and it, it really, and it, it gives me a note that that intro, that um, that voice, um, that harmony. Or I, I don't know if I'm being technically correct, but uh, the way that song starts, it just it just reminds me of a, the, it just gives me nostalgia. You know, that's the word I'm looking for, and it reminds me of like a ninety for me. It reminds me of a nineties. A '90s hip hop song, and uh, maybe like a De La ish. It's you know, uh, something like that. But it just it really takes me back, and, and I was it, for me it was like reminiscing about my, you know my, my teenage days and um, just early on in life, and, and just uh, made me think. Like you said, it's very thought provoking. And um, let's talk about that song a little bit. What, what what's the inspiration to to do not disturb? So. Um I love that that it was so nostalgic for you and that that's like super beautiful to me. Um, Do Not Disturb is is really a song that came about. Um, the original is a Drake song and oh. it came the I, I he, it was off of his More Life mixtape, which I'd never really gotten into. And I am a Drake fan and I usually like have listened to his things, but m- the more life project I didn't really get into, but that song came on, um, on Spotify through a random shuffle and like his, his song and what he says in that song and the cadence of everything. That's really what inspired me. I was like, I love this beat and the things that he says in that song really inspired me to write my own. And, um, I actually I wrote that a couple days before New Year's and when I wrote it I was like I want to 
my my goal was like I want to write this and I'm going to do the live perform I'm going to record it and I'm going to do the live performance on New Year's so that I drop this on New Year's Day. And it just didn't happen like that. I recorded the song but I wasn't ready to do the live performance yet. Mm. Um so I recorded the song but I was actually getting um I had heard the beat and I started because his like the beginning of his song I start in a similar similar way. He um he he says fuck I forget what he says <laughs> but but like the way that I say the timing though had to go back seven years to find my flow I'm like copying his cadence I'm not copying his words but I'm copying his cadence gotcha. and that's where it started and then I was literally at the salon getting my hair done and I wrote the rest of the verse so I didn't even actually write it to the beat I just started I had started it and then I wrote the rest of it really as a reflection of everything that I had gone through last year. It's it's very much, you know, I'm I'm really speaking on things that I went through last year. It's like a reflection of the year and that's the way that he wrote the original. Like he he kind of writes it as a reflection of the year and mm. that's how I that's how I approached it and um it's incredible even on Saturday I was rehearsing it and like it's incredibly painful for me to think about things some of the things that I talk about and on Saturday I was rehearsing and I couldn't even get through the rehearsal without like choking up wow, but, really? but it's also very you know like I said it's therapeutic for me I started writing as a little girl mm -hmm. going through traumatic experiences and writing as a way to release and mm -hmm. a writing as a way to transmute my pain into power and taking back my power through art in that way and that song is very very near and dear to me because i did exactly that and i i let go of you know what other people might think or whatever or how it might make people feel to hear some of the things that i said i really let all of that go and it came from a really pure place and i really just kind of let it all out and i i'm really i'm happy that it resonated with people that you know like i said that's exactly why why i do that and you know sometimes like i want to make good, like i don't want to be an emotional artist all the time and i want to make <laughs> different types of music and i want to experiment and you just kind of there's different like places that you go through and sometimes you're up and sometimes you're down and yeah. i just want to be able to document those experiences through my art and that's that's what that was for me it was a reflection of the year and and it was a release you know it was really it was in a lot of ways a release of saying like you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna put all this out there and and accept it for what it was acknowledge it for what it was and let it go like let the pain of that go and that's you know that's a lot of what it was yeah, yeah it's beautiful that's beautiful you know you know it's amazing i get to uh talk to the artists like yourself and ask them about what inspired them and you know writing is such a special song and that's it's a beautiful thing uh so that this song is very near and dear to your heart then Absolutely. I mean, it's passionate uh, yeah, as, as all your art is I, I can imagine and but yeah like i said yeah. it, it really like, sometimes it's a, a, like i love to rap you yeah. know like yeah. i love doing rap shit and i love spitting bars and like <laughs> i love wordplay and like I'm just such a fan of lyricism and hip hop that like I love rap and I love hip hop and I love like poetry and all of those things and like you know just being an MC also I love being an MC and just kind of ripping someone's head off and spitting bars and everything <laughs> but mm -hmm. but I also really like I connect with with the therapeutic aspect of of writing about 
you know, a little bit more of the emotional side. And I, 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 you know, I really have found that like that, that is what connects with people. That is what makes an impact. Like everybody can kind of get hype off things, but when you share your soul through art or music, that's, that's what resonates. Yeah. Everybody relates to that. And, and people could see that people can feel that, you know, uh, which, which, which is interesting because you, you don't classify yourself as a, as a quote unquote hip hop artist record, yeah. record or, or an MC. Uh, you you're, you describe yourself as more of a performing artist uh, or an artist. Just yeah. I mean, and you know, just more more broad, right? Of course, uh, yeah. Because yeah, like you said, you you're a poet. Uh, you know, you, you do MC. You uh, I um, what else? What other forms of art do you partake? Photography, Photography visual there art, creative direction. Um, I just love art. Any like, video type? Uh, any video production or any? most of the, my videos I have directed. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's awesome. So yeah, you're you're just like an artist in every sense of the word. Yeah. And and have you always been artistic, Bonnie? Uh, is, is this something that you found early on in life that you did that you were passionate about that you liked that you enjoyed doing, or was it something later on, maybe in your teenage years, that you were like, oh, this is what you so discovered? I, I grew up in a creative household. My mother is an artist in every sense of the word. She's a singer. She's a poet. She's an artist. She's a painter. Um, I grew up in theater. My mother was an actress too. I like my earliest childhood memories are running around backstage of a theater and like playing dress up and in the wardrobe rooms and everything like that. Um, so I definitely grew up in a creative household and it was something that was cultivated. Like me and my mom would, would read scripts together and practice lines. And then I was in theater later in life. Um, I got into, I kind of like, got away from the art at a certain point and went into the corporate world because I just, that's just what happened in my life. <laughs> you know, like life uh -huh. leads you in different ways when, yeah. when you, you know, you have to figure out life in, in whatever ways. But, um, so I kind of got away from the art a little bit and then halfway through, I basically spent the first half of my twenties in the corporate world mm. and kind of being, consumed by that and really trying to like build a life with that and and I did you know I found success in that and it, it brought me different things and different experiences that now are very helpful to me and um, I take everything that I do and I learn throughout my life and adapt to different situations so it's you know it's never a bad thing it it, it gave me a lot of knowledge um, but it definitely took me away from art and um, basically I I booked a party at my house and hired a DJ and I was living with musicians. I was always around musicians. I lived with musicians. We would jam all the time. I was writing. I was around artists and hip hop, you know, hip hop artists and, and rappers right. like the whole time. But I was never pursuing that or never trying to really like do anything with it. Um, but I, I hired a DJ for a party and ever since he saw me rapping and singing at that party, he was like, you need to do this. You need to do this. You need to do this. And so for like a year wow. in the beginning, though, I was still very much in the thick of my corporate career. Um, mm. And I really like I grew up, you know, like I grew up like poor in trailer parks in Arizona half the time with my mother. And then the other half, I grew up with my grandparents and they were millionaires. They owned dry cleaning businesses all over California. So I was like exposed wow. to both things and 
Um, but I really always like as much as I struggled, you know, living with my mom or my mom was struggling. Like I always really respected her as a hard worker and the artist that she was, you know. Gotcha. And then on the other side, like I I saw the hard work that it took to run businesses with my grandparents and everything. So I kind of saw both of those things, but I just knew I had to build a life for myself and finding success in the corporate world at the time that I did, I, I really was like, wow, I really like found something and I built a life for myself and I, I reached salary places that I never thought I could get to in my twenties without a college degree. And I found all the success, but, um, ultimately I just really got to a point and it kind of was at the same point where this person and people around me were kind of like, well, why, like, why don't you do art? Why aren't you acting anymore? Why aren't you uh -huh. singing? Like, uh -huh. why don't you, you know, get back to that? Because you're kind of like consumed with the corporate world and it's stressing you out and you're working long hours and you're <laughs> making money, but like yeah. you're not being you. And the people that know me, that have known me, I have friends in my life that I've known since, you know, since junior high or even earlier than that. Like people know me, they know that I'm an artist. Yeah. So um, it was kind of coupled with that and... Were you happy, uh, Bonnie? I'm sorry. But were you happy during that time? I mean, working in the corporate world, uh, happy. Yeah, just happy I with felt, life, I with mean, yourself. I, I was, I was happy to an extent, but I definitely was missing that part of me. Mm -hmm. You know, like my mm -hmm. soul was still not being fed, basically. Gotcha. Because obviously, money is amazing, and I love it very much, <laughs> and it makes things so much more easy and comfortable in the society that we live in. But for sure, for sure my soul was suffering, and gotcha. um, my mentor actually at that place that I was in, you know, when I was at the height of my corporate career, my mentor there passed away very mm. suddenly. And she was, she was my mentor in that position and in that, um, company. And she was very much a part of my success, but mm. she was also very much supportive of me doing music and, and art. Oh, so when she passed away, I kind of was like, you know, I want to, like, I want to just... Uh, honor her. Yeah. Like, I, I want to, like, take what she was saying to me. Like, don't, she had been with the company for 25 years. And she oh, had wow. built a life for herself with that company. And, mm -hmm. and like, her becoming my mentor and me f getting promotions and finding success there. I, I was kind of settled a little bit on, like, oh, I just found my life. And this is going to be my life. Like, I'm going to be here for 25 years. And I'm going to, like, be a boss Retire. like her. And, like, I'm... That's... You yeah. know, that's my comfort, I guess. Right. Um, but but there was just so many things around me pushing me toward back to the art. Yeah. And and ultimately, again, that pain that I felt through losing her and you know, people it's funny, Hollow's calling me right now. Should we put him on speaker? Yeah, what the hell why not? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like speaking of Hollow. Yeah. Hello. I'm literally in the middle of an interview. What's up? I'm, you are on speaker. What do you want to say to Profile Pod TV? What's up? Hello. <laughs> Listen, man. Move your podcast closer to LA and I'll do that shit. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. We can get a driver. No problem. Shut up. Okay, that's right. That's right. Uh, okay, no, it's just really work. So oh, we ain't doing that shit right now. <laughs> I mean, we do a work, but not that. That's right, son. You don't kill that shit. 
said Bonnie Blue, one of the hottest female MCs out here. That's right. Uh, don't let anybody tell you different. That's it, man. That's you got it. it. That's right. That's All right, I'll call you later. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Uh, okay, that's ho- hollow. Yes, okay. hollow visions. Hollow visions. Show with me. That's right. That's right. Yeah, he's good. He's good. Yeah. But yes, I basically I just kind of found my way back to the art, and I eventually about a year I started rocking shows, and then um, I was still working my job, and about a year after I started doing shows, I was fired for a very like. From that company? From that company. Oh wow! Um, just before my five year mark, and it was a very unreasonable situation but whatever you know it 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 sent me on the road mm. literally sent me on the road and i completely did a 180 of my life i went from being completely secure having a corporate career a house a car everything and i let my i just bought a new car i got let that get impounded i put all my stuff in storage the storage unit got fucking auctioned off because I stopped paying it and I literally just went on the road and started doing like two to three shows a week. Wow. Okay. And kind of just found, you know, found my voice and found found my artistry again on the stage and through writing and through collaborating and and really, you know, found myself through the community there. Wow. So you went from like pretty much one extreme to the other, right? I mean, here you're... 100%. Comp- yeah. <laughs> Completely. You got the cor- you know the corporate job. You're, you're, like you said, you got the car, the the house. You're comfortable, and then all of a sudden, you know, you're you're now you're. I mean, sh- yeah, you're on the road, and you're everything's gone. You know, yep. You, you know. Um. I mean, what what was that? Uh, what did you learn from that experience, Bonnie? I mean, ultimately, ultimately. Ultimately, I think some of the things that I learned, um, you know, you can only run from yourself for so long because there was a part of me that was running from from myself and um certain things that were going on in my life and 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 pain and trauma that I had experienced with losing my mentor and my mother was in the hospital and I kind of it it's interesting because it's like the it was the complete like juxtaposition of me losing everything and and that being completely like traumatic to also finding a lot of myself through just allowing, you know, just kind of allowing that to take its course. And, you know, I think the biggest lessons for me that I've learned in life, for me, like I know that what has worked for me or what I have found success in or what I have found happiness in isn't going to be like what everybody else finds happiness in because I've I've dealt with a lot of like insecurity or or just like not knowing I mean I was homeless for a year or two in the beginning of that when I was on the road but I just like fully embraced it for what it is like I think that's that's a lesson you have to embrace what what is happening and and go for it Mm -hmm. like you just have to go for it and kind of when something is is kind of calling you and you want to do something, just fucking go for it. Like right. whether, you know, and in, in a lot of ways, like that was its own roller coaster. And, and like my life kind of, my life as an artist in a lot of ways kind of took on a life of its own. And I don't feel like, I don't feel like I really had control over my life as an artist until very recently. Over wow. Really probably until the last like couple years, I really started uh-huh. to like take control of it. Like, 
oh yeah, th- this is me and I, I have control over this. This is my art and I'm doing, you know, cause in a lot of ways I was just like, I was getting booked for shows and I was just traveling. And so it was kind of all dependent on other things. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, you know, somehow I, I pulled an album out of, of that time and, um, you know, just yeah. collaborations and I, I did my best to continue to grow, but you know, that's, right. that's life. Like, I think you have to like sometimes take risks and do things that you're really fucking scared of doing. And, and sometimes you have to let go of everything to see what's on the other side of it. I feel you. I feel you. And, you know, and so a lot of people don't ever, they just stay in that safety net, right? They, they don't, they don't do that. What you just described. For sure. They don't take that leap of faith. Most people don't. Most people don't, right? Most people don't. And, you know, like, I'll I'll never be able to, to, to like, go back and not do what I've done. So it's like, I don't know what that's like. I don't know what it's like to not, like, fuck up and take risks and fail and, like, look at yourself and, and try to, like, figure some shit out because you're just trying to, like, do do art you know like ultimately that's kind of like the journey that that it really has been like i i've worked since i was 14 years old and Mm -hmm. i've been on my own since i was 16 and like i so i have that like sense of just like i i need to work to to build a life and and like have security but i also am very much especially now i'm just like I just want to be an artist though. Yeah. Like I need to figure that shit out. But there's also <laughs> like other things that I, now I understand I'm, I'm older. So it's like, I understand I can build businesses off of the things that I enjoy doing. Exactly. I build a boutique because I love fashion and I love jewelry and I love sunglasses and I can build a boutique by doing that. And I can have a podcast yeah. and I can get sponsorships and you, you know, like exactly. there's just different things that you learn as you get older where in the beginning though I was literally just like gone with the wind I was just like (laughs) I'm letting life fucking take me on this adventure and um I love that though you know sometimes you sometimes you have to do that and sometimes the greatest breakthroughs come because you allow that to happen absolutely oh 100% yeah you know there's there's mornings I wake up Bonnie where I, I I'm like scared as shit you know I'm like I'm just I wake up like you know um as an artist, you know, I don't know. I don't know why I just wake up like, what the hell? You know, me what too. am I doing? <laughs> yeah. Right. Always. You know, where's this going to take me? I don't like, know if that ever goes away. Yeah. That's interesting. Right. Like, I don't know if it's the uncertainty of, of things. Uh, and then do not disturb happens. And you're like, all right, I'm doing exactly what yeah. the fuck I'm supposed uh-huh. to be doing. That came through me. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Right. You, you have those moments of clarity where like, oh shit. Okay. Yeah, I mean, this I spent is exactly the last, where I'm like, supposed to be. I mean, for sure, the last half of last year, because the previous two years I was working with with some people and, you know, I, I was in a group with people and we were working on things and and it just didn't work out. You know, it, it really just didn't work out. And when that happens, it's like, fuck, like, oh, my God, I have to start over. And like in a lot of ways, I I just like kind of always wanted to be in a group Um but I kind of always wanted to be in a group and do my solo shit. But like being in a group is fun because it's just like different energies that you bring in. Right. Um, but for sure, I, I went through that where it's like, fuck, I'm I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. I'm scared <laughs> if this is ever going to make sense to me again. Yeah, yeah. But I think that like the biggest thing as an artist 
you just have to keep creating. You just have to keep doing it. And eventually those moments of clarity come mm. where you're just like, oh, yeah, like this is just what the fuck I do. And it makes sense for That's, me and my life. I, you know, for all the artists out there, I mean, we, take it from Bonnie. I, hearing you say that is like so comforting to me you yeah. know, as an artist, uh, you know, because I'm an actor, too. And I do the podcast, obviously. And um, yeah, you just keep going, keep going, keep moving you forward. Have to. And you hear it all the time. It's almost cliche. But it's damn true, man. It's, yes. it's reality. It's it's one hundred percent, hundred percent. I am I'm really bad at that, you know. But I I definitely I know that those those moments of clarity come when I'm just like, you know what? I'm just gonna fucking continue creating. I'm gonna <laughs> continue writing. I'm just gonna keep doing it. And as you do it, the path kind of shows itself to you. Leap, and the net will find you. That's mm. a theater term, right? I love that. I think so. I think Leap, and the net will find you. I'm pretty sure that's a theater term. I love that. I love that. Yeah, you know, it's uh, you, you know, yeah, you, you keep uh, you keep going, and um, but you, you know, you spent you spent a lot of time uh, in Oxnard. You know, yes. You, you know, you moved around a lot. Much loved Oxnard. I mean, Oxnard. Yeah. In a lot of ways, like I grew up, I grew up a fan of hip hop. I spent. Um, I spent time in early 90s as a kid listening to golden age hip-hop and i was in love with it then but then i went through a, all kinds of other shit um <laughs> punk rock and just different types of music like i i just grew up listening to all kinds of different music and shout out to my mom because she has the best taste in music but okay um shout out to mom shout out yeah. to mom i love you mom um but oxnard when i moved there because when I moved to Oxnard as a 16-year-old, I was very... When I moved from Kingman, Arizona, I was very much into hip-hop there. King. Or not hip-hop, I'm sorry. I was very much into punk rock there. They had a whole band scene there. Um, I was, there was say, a, were you in a country at all? Or not being really. In <laughs> not really, but honestly, I was just in Nashville, and I am a full-on fan of country. One of, actually, the, like main artist that I grew up listening to was Patsy Cline. My mother oh. sang Patsy Cline her whole life. And when I was seven oh, years old, we we worked at a, um, a restaurant in Oatman, which is a little ghost town. Yeah. And she was a bartender, and I would go around and bus tables, and there was a piano player there, and me and her would sing Patsy Cline songs with the piano player. And she was a bartender, and then I was just like this little girl running around busing tables, and then uh -huh. I would go up and sing with them. But I always remembered Patsy Cline and I didn't I I didn't even realize that she's like this like it's crazy because it's like she's so much a part of my life and my inspiration with music like the first beat that I made actually I sampled her and like Whoa. I she's so much a part of my life but I didn't realize how much of a fucking star she was until I was in Nashville oh wow three days ago and right? like went to the Patsy Cline Museum and mm. I was literally I didn't even know there was a Patsy Cline Museum and I was yeah, walking I, I was walking down the street going back to my hotel from work and a fucking ticket for the museum was on the floor <laughs> like uh. that's fucking interesting uh-huh and then I went to the mu museum the next day and like just reading her story even I'm just like how fucking incredible like this woman this woman is so embedded in me <laughs> i you know like i just never even i don't know why i just never even like pictured her as the 
like this incredible star that she is until I was in Nashville and I saw a fucking museum about her life. But I'm like, I totally grew up on Patsy Cline and she's a country yeah. star. Like yeah. she she went into pop stardom with Walking After Midnight, but she is a country star. Like I, I do love country, but back to punk rock. Punk rock, yeah. <laughs> Black there was flag. a venue there was a venue in Kingman called House of Music and it was an old church that got um, converted into a a live music venue and they had Whoa. punk punk bands there all the time and we had a really cool Gee, music man. scene yeah we had a really cool music scene even in my high school like a lot of my friends were in bands and oh um i've been to kingman yeah yeah, yeah. probably driven through yeah. no, <laughs> on I, your way to the no, where, what have you done in kingman oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, believe it or not, yeah i have a friend uh, who is his her dad lives there we have oh. a family friend her dad lives in kingman and he retired and he lives there now, and he has. He has. He's, I mean, he's he lives his life. He's living his best life in Kingman because, you know, he's got his uh, his acre, and, yep. and he's just chilling, yep. and tired. You know, it cost of living is less. It's so funny because I fucking appreciate Kingman so much now, and I I have um, sadly a lot of people from there in my high school and stuff have passed away. So wow. I like to go there and like mm. just visit them and and whatever. But. Yeah. Um, I appreciate it so much more now. Like I, I, I remember uh, yeah. like being a kid there and just being like, I have to get the fuck out of here. Like I, I'm just like yeah. I need to. But I spent every summer in California, so like I just always had that like, yeah, I don't know that that like contrast right. of like living in trailer parks in the middle of nowhere in a truck stop town, and then I would mm -hmm. come to San Dimas or Rancho to a fucking mansion, and like pool parties and whatever go shopping in hollywood like I, so i always was like i want to be in california i want to be in california but uh -huh. now you know i've been in california forever and now i'm like I'm, i want to get the fuck out of <laughs> california <laughs> <laughs> right exactly like, i'm like shit man i want to go know, somewhere it's quiet and grass just... ain't always greener but but like it's good it's just good to experience different things because if you don't experience it you don't know so no you doubt. think like you think like that's the crazy part too because like i literally have traveled around the world and everybody thinks la is like this beautiful place uh -huh. and like yes uh, it can be like yes it is but it also yes you know, there's just so much di different shit going on there but right there's a little I, bit of everything i appreciate kingman a lot more now like it's super beautiful. It's quiet. Like yeah. I would, I would actually, I would, I would love to own property in Kingman. Yeah, I probably will someday. Like I, I really love it. You're close to like all kinds of different shit. You yeah. Have the like you have the mountains right there. Colorado River is, is, is beautiful. Over, you know, like it's so Laughlin, beautiful. Yeah. Not too far from Vegas. Yeah. And, An know, hour from Vegas. Grand what? Canyon, Northern Arizona. Yeah. yeah and Arizona as a whole is really beautiful. Like it really is. You know, there's just there's just so many different things in nature you can appreciate more now. For sure. Rather than being like a kid growing up there where you're just like, I want to get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Like, this place sucks. I want to go be a star in California. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, I, I, I was in the Navy, Bonnie, and I was stationed, oh. I was stationed up in uh, Bremerton, Washington. It's, it's uh, I don't know, 45 minutes west of Seattle up there. And, uh, you know, I look back. Yeah, I'm 18, 19 years old up there. I'm like, man, I want to get back to... Cali, and uh, you know, f this place oh, and blah blah funny. blah. And you know, it's I mean, that place is up there is just everything's green. There's yep. lakes, water, so everywhere. Beautiful. It's beautiful. Yeah. Now, <laughs> now I'm like, fuck. Like, I, I want to fucking go back. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
That's actually so I my sister was in the Navy. Oh. That's how I ended up in Oxnard because she was oh. li- she was stationed in Port Winnie and she was living in Oxnard. Was she a CB? I, she was. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. For those of you who don't know what a CB is, construction battalion. Yes. Right. Yes. They, they build and they're yep. they, uh, uh, and they're engineers. And yes. they're, yeah, that's yep. awesome. They're builders. Yep. Uh, oh, well, so, that so that's how you whole, ended? That's the whole reason I ended up in Oxnard. I wow. was, I got my GED when I was 16 in Kingman, and I was ready to leave. Um, and my sister was there, and she's like, I, I first went to my grandmother's house in Rancho, and I was staying there for like a month trying to kind of figure out what I was going to do. And my sister was like, come stay with me. So she brought me to Oxnard. That's the whole reason I ended up there, because well, she was stationed in Port Winnie. It's such a small world, you know. Yeah. I mean, you're telling me, yeah, you know, you're, you're your grandparents are in Rancho. I grew up in Rancho. Mm-hmm. And then you you lived in, uh, I mean, Pasadena, San Dimas. Yep. I mean, my brother lives in San Dimas now. And, you know, those San Gabriel Valley ties. And just, yep. It's just such a small world, man. I would have never thought. I thought you were just like an Oxnard girl, you know, from the from the get-go. And that's all you really knew until recently. Nope. And then you took off. But, wow, interesting, interesting. Yeah. And, and so growing up in, I mean, being in Oxnard, during your time in Oxnard, Bonnie. Um, that's what I was going to say is that's that. A, when I moved to Oxnard, I came from, when I left Kingman, I was very much like a punk rock girl. and But I yeah. had a love for hip hop still. Um, my sister's husband at the time actually was like super into underground hip hop. Um, but they were both like also gutter punks and like really into punk rock. So I got a full <laughs> spectrum of experience to music thanks to my sister. Um, but he was really into underground hip hop. So I was kind of in, in the middle, but like, I was still very much in punk rock phase, and then I moved to Oxnard, and one of the first people that I met was a hip-hop producer. He was dating a girl that I worked with. Okay. So I met him, and I started, like, getting in, like, we just started going to shows, and there was a really vibrant, not just hip-hop, because there was a very vibrant music scene in general in Oxnard and Ventura County, which mm. has existed for a very yeah. fucking long time. Absolutely. Um, but when I moved there, like, the hip-hop scene for sure was, like, it was so live. There was Epsilon Project, which it's funny because my first show I ever did, they performed too. What's but the time frame, Bonnie, on... 2016. Oh, wow. That's or 2000... I moved... Shit. Hang on. I moved to Oxnard in two, Christmas of 2013. Oh, okay. It's not too long ago then. I mean, yeah, so... Almost 10 years. So, like, I... Or 2003. I'm sorry. Oh. Jesus okay. Christ. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Fuck, that's a long time ago. <laughs> I moved to Oxnard Christmas of 2003. I'm 21 forever. Thank you yeah, very much. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm really aging myself. I'm like, fuck, I was 16 in 2003. Thank you. <laughs> no, I, I moved there in 2003, um, okay. but at the end of 2003. So, like, from 2004 to 2006, it was, like, Epsilon Project, Leadership Crew, like, all of mm. the, you know, all mm. of the, like, there was just such an incredible hip-hop music scene at uh-huh. the time when I moved there. But I never was, like... I never, I wasn't, I was just a fan. Like, I never thought that I was going to, like, do shows or anything. Like, I would be with people, and I would be writing in the studio, and I sang hooks on other people's tracks sometimes, but, like, I never, you know, at the time, it's like I never, I never thought that I would be doing music myself. 
Yeah. Which is kind of crazy now because yeah. I'm like, now I'm fully in it. And I'm like, oh, yeah, this is just what I do. <laughs> right, right. No, you know, Oxnard for me is, uh, I, I mean, I love the time. I've worked there now for seven years, you know, my day job. And I, I was telling you guys earlier, I, I never ventured out this far, you know, west. You know, the farthest west that we would ever go is San Fernando Valley. Mm-hmm. And then so see me in a, this way, this far out, it was just right. like a, it's a little holy, bit more east. Yeah, right. It's just a far, it was just a, another world for me. And then um, now I'm working in Oxnard over the past seven years. I've grown to, to really, really appreciate that, I that love town. Oxnard. It's it's a beautiful place. It's funny it's because very I, unique. I I remember like and this is the thing like we're talking about where it's like I just wanted to get the fuck out of Kingman, <laughs> and now it's like I I love and appreciate Kingman so much, and it like it's just a beautiful little town and whatever. Uh-huh. But like going to Oxnard where I lived a, a couple blocks from the beach. You know, I, I know. came from like a truck stop town living in the trailer desert. parks and I moved to Oxnard where I'm a mile from the beach, less than a mile from the beach. And I'm just like, you know, just like living it up. Like I'm in Cali and we're at the beach. And But I remember, I remember in the beginning I would go to LA to go to different shows or whatever and I remember it being a thing of being like, oh, people would be like, oh, where are you from? Like, oh, I'm from Oxnard. Uh, and people would be like, ooh, <laughs> Oxnard. You know, like, I remember that. Yeah, and I'm like, uh, what is, like, I I could never understand, like, what what that was. But now I get it, where it's just like, oh, people from, you know, like, people from different places yeah. just think of other places like they're a shithole right. because they've never spent time there <laughs> or they just have their own experience with it or whatever. Exactly. But Oxnard is so beautiful to me. Like, there's so much culture and history there, especially with music. I mean, mm-hmm. the punk rock history in Oxnard too. Like, there's just there's just so much there that I appreciate, and I'm. Uh-huh. Yeah. Do you, do you think? Um, what would you, you know, when you look back now at this point in your life, you know, what what was the most influential? place that you lived you Oxnard. Know, Oxnard 100% oh okay 100% musically yes, 100%. Or life in general yes I, I was Everything. gonna say like I would not I wouldn't I probably wouldn't even be here if I didn't move to Oxnard like mm. I, I very much believe that like wow. I wouldn't I I don't know well I don't know because it's like I'm an artist so like I would have been an artist no matter what I believe that but like Oxnard and the not just living there, but the people that I met along the way in Ventura County in those times of my mm-hmm. life have very much been influential on where I am now. Like wow. that, the time that I spent there, the people that I met, the artists that I connected with there, you uh-huh. know, I mean, in all reality, it's like I did my first show in Thousand Oaks. Like wow. I did my first show in Thousand Oaks. I, I, I did my first, even before that, like, if I take it back a few years, the first, like, I did do poetry open mics a couple times oh, okay, yeah. when I was a teenager in Ventura. And, like, that was kind of, like, the budding of the flower, I guess, or the seeds that might have been planted. But yeah. in a lot of ways, like, I did my first show in Ventura County, and the, the artists that I saw inspired me in a way that made me want to do that and the people that I connected with Mm. were very much a part of my journey where it's like I don't know if I 
I don't know. It's like if I would have stayed in Kingman, maybe I would have been a painter or something. And I was like <laughs> painting fucking <laughs> desert pictures or what. Like, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Or maybe I like I, I also think of it, too, sometimes where it's like I definitely was in theater and I wanted to be an actress and I still do. But like mm. if I would have went to L.A. instead of Oxnard, maybe I would have ended up doing acting instead right. of music. Right. But I still just appreciate the process and the journey. You yeah. know, like I, I appreciate my time in Oxnard and I fucking love that place. Like I really <laughs> do. Like I I just I have such a love for the history and culture there. How and often I'm, do you get up get back to over there? I try to get up there like a couple times a year at least. Mm-hmm. Like I, that's not even much, but we just <laughs> went up there. When did we go up there? Ventura? A month ago. Like oh, I, okay. I I, tr- I definitely try to take trips up there, you know, but I don't get yeah. up there. Honestly, I don't get up there as much as I would like to. Is your sister still there? Or? No, she's mm-hmm. in Bakersfield. Oh, okay. okay yeah. So. I would wow. love, like, honestly, I would love to live there. Mm. If I if I could make it make sense to live there, I would totally go live For there. For sure. For sure. Yeah, there's some really, really, the people there are super wholesome, you know, just, just really good hearts, just really nice, polite, really good people. And, uh, you know, I've met a lot. I work with a lot of people that grew up in Oxnard, and that's really all they know, and they're just really beautiful people. So, you know, it's yeah, it's a special place, definitely. And I think that uh, the rumor is, or maybe it's a fact, maybe you, Al Capone one time visited, called it Little Chicago. Is that true? Yep. <laughs> yeah. Wow, yes. that's, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. You know. Well, there's, a, there's definitely, you know, the other side of it is that there is a lot of gang culture there. Yes. And there's a lot of history there. Yeah. That lowrider culture, yes. gang culture. La Colonia. Ch- yeah. Chicano culture. And yeah, it's, it's a beautiful place, definitely. And, uh, you know. But me- even with all of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is a course. part of culture. Mm-hmm. And that's a part of history. Absolutely. And there's a beautiful part of that to knowing that that that's existed there. That energy is powerful. And that that's you know yes that's been born there absolutely absolutely you know so so Bonnie shifting gears a little bit now I mean what so now what what's your you know what can you tell us what's on the horizon for for Bonnie Blue and uh, you know maybe some projects you're working on and and also what are some goals that you have set for the next you know for maybe the remainder remainder of this year and then maybe beyond that for the, sure in the next year or two years. My biggest projects right now, there's three of them, Mm -hmm. which is my boutique, which I've started pretty much in 2019. And then I was like doing live shows and setting up at my shows and doing markets and then everything got fucking shut down. So that stopped. Well, that was fun, right? No. (laughs) COVID, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, But, you know, life had me in different places for COVID. So that was fine. Um, but I'm really relaunching my boutique, doing markets again, and working on getting it set up online because obviously everything fucking exists online. <laughs> yeah. So it would be stupid for me not to. So exactly, um, that's a big goal of mine is just to get the boutique up and running. My podcast, like I said, is in post production for the first season. That's that's the other thing, and it's the Bonnie Blue Experience. The Bonnie Blue Experience, yes. And so um, it's a long form, open, open format conversation about whatever people are comfortable talking about. 
it and can... it's very much like I in the first season like I'm traveling a lot so I'm on the road my first episode is in Egypt my second episode is in Taos New Mexico as I'm on a road trip to New York I interview artists I interview my friends I've mm. done one solo podcast as I was ending my lease at an apartment that I lived at for a year oh, and I was okay. making a transition to a new so it's it's <laughs> it's a lot yeah like it's it's cool. just I like that very it's very open-ended it's you know some people it's the same where it's like they're going to talk about their art and they're going to promote what they're doing and it doesn't go as deep but there's some very very deep meaningful conversations that happen too about um just mental illness, depression, art, healing, all of that. Yeah. That's that's also very important for me to to shed light on and talk about. When does that first episode drop, Bonnie? I hope in us? three weeks. Okay. Yes. Okay, so yeah, looking forward. And it's right now. It's only audio. It's only audio now. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm definitely. I know. I'm like. I'm looking at everybody's setup for how they do the video, and you do it on your phone. So I'm like, okay, this is easier than I thought. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> I'm like, I got my Canon yeah. 5D set just, up over there. Yeah, <laughs> you can only no, film 30 minutes at a time. I'm <laughs> completely overthinking this situation. Just fucking film it on your phone. Yeah, I mean, get the iPhone. <laughs> make sure you have an iPhone 12, though. That's the, the, you know those cameras. Okay, I have an 11, so are, I got to upgrade. <laughs> yeah, get that. To, uh, get that 4K or the HD 60. Um, well, I have yeah. a, okay, I have a 4K a little 4K? pocket camera, not on my phone, but oh. I have a little pocket camera and that's what I was planning on using, Yeah, which I think that'll be fine. Like I want to have my setup at my, actually at my house, I want to do the same thing that you have set up where it's like people come to my house, but if I'm on the road, I still want to be doing interviews. So I'll just set up my little 4K camera. Yeah. Um, Cool. But I lo- like I I co-hosted a podcast several years ago. I've always want I've co-hosted radio shows before. I love interviewing people. I That's love cool, right? having conversations with people and learning about people and shedding light on what they're doing. Like I I love that. Like mm. I just I, so I've always wanted to have my own podcast and really at the beginning of the year I just started honing in on like what do I want? Like, what do I want to do? What are the most important things to me? And the three things were, like, I want to record another album. That's very important to me. I want to start my podcast, and I want to get my boutique off the ground. So those are the three things that I'm working hard on. Those are the three things that you'll see coming out within the next few months. And really beyond that, like, I just want to continue doing those things, and I want to continue creating art i want to continue collaborating with people meeting new people doing shows in different places i want to travel the world more than i already have i just want to continue like i kind of just want to continue doing whatever the fuck i want to do (laughs) (laughs) and like everything else will basically like what i've learned about that is that like when you kind of get in the groove of like understanding like yeah these are the things that i want to do and they totally align with what i would be doing anyway so like right. i'm gonna have conversations with people while i'm on the road i want to perform i'm a performing artist so i'm just going to continue performing and perfecting my craft in that i want to do another album you know it's mm. been I, my last album i dropped in 2014 so it's oh, been a really shit. long time yeah and i so that is definitely a goal to me and as much as like singles and 
videos and live performances. Like I want to like create content for people to enjoy, but I also really have a goal of like, I want to do a full project, like uh, doing an album means something to me. It's meaningful to me to put a full project together as an artist. So in between you'll get little pockets and remixes and do not disturbs. And you know, hopefully that resonates with as much people as possible. And otherwise I'm working on an album and, um, building the podcast yeah. and building the boutique. Yeah, I can't wait, Bonnie, I mean, to see what else you got in, in the works. And, um, I mean, again, you know, you're such an amazing artist. Uh, if someone were to come to you and ask you, you know, Bonnie, what what do I need to do? Uh, what's the one number one quote? I don't know if you can even, like, you know, um, what's the word I'm trying to define it like that? Or, you know. Advice. Yeah, if someone, you know, someone came to you and said, I want to be an artist. Take you know? a shot. What do you What do you tell? Take, that a, shot Take a shot and roll right? the dice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> on yourself, always bet on yourself. Absolutely. Don't Absolutely. fucking underestimate yourself. Mm, I love that. That is literally the number that. one piece of advice that I'll give to anyone. So that's don't the- underestimate yourself. If you fucking have a vision, find a way and find the people that believe in your vision to bring it to life with you. That's it. Like cut out the other piece of advice is like cut out the distractions and cut out the things that you might be comfortable with, cut out what other people think you should be doing and just fucking sit with yourself and think, what do I want? What is my vision? What is it going to take to bring it to life? And find that within yourself and find the people that are willing to go down that road with you. Absolutely. No, I think that's beautiful. And and I think with that comes a certain level of confidence, right? That someone must possess that level of confidence. You know, because, you know, again, people have to get over that fear factor, right? Or that, that fear of, uh, oh, what are other people going to think about me? Blah, Another blah, blah, very right? simple thing. Uh-huh. Yes, because that's, it's it's hard to cut out the noise yeah, of like what you, you just think. Said, yeah. You know, like, in a lot of ways, in a lot of ways, I didn't create or release art for many years because I was worried about what other people <laughs> wanted or what they thought. Yes. And, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like, that happens. But if I could just say you know anything to anybody that would mean something it would be fuck all of that if you have a vision like if you know you have a vision however fucking crazy it is figure out a way to bring that shit to life and whoever has anything to say regardless will eventually be your fucking fan yes because whoever is trying to talk shit to you or telling you that something is not going to work literally has never done what you're trying to do. Exactly. So fuck them. Right. It's that simple. <laughs> yeah. Like simple, simple but not easy, right? Uh, like yeah. we always talk about that. We always talk about that. It's like simple ideas, but it's not easy when emotions are involved or it's not easy when you want, you know, it's like... I've, I've dealt with that too, where it's like you, you're trying to do something because you want specific people to be involved or to believe in it, but you have to understand that when you are in alignment with what you're meant to do, shit is not hard. Mm. 
shit will fall into place and Love the that. people that are meant to be in your life and meant to bring your vision to life will literally make you feel good they'll make you feel like you're capable of doing that and anybody else that's throwing a wrench in your shit or making shit more hard for you making it more difficult to see the vision or distracting you in any way they're not fucking meant to be on your path like exactly. they're literally it's like frogger it's like they're they're just the distractions <laughs> and you're like you're just trying to get across the fucking road and all these distractions but that is life that is that is life it's mm-hmm. cutting being able to identify and cut out the distractions but that comes with being at peace and realistic with yourself. No doubt. The power you need is within you. That is the fucking biggest piece of advice that I could give. The power you need is within you. Within you. You look yourself in the mirror every day. You know Mm. what the fuck you're capable of. If you have some Mm. crazy visions that for some reason make you feel insecure, it's because it's fucking great. But you're just, you just understand the world enough to know that like, fuck, if I share this vision with people, they're going to think I'm crazy. But guess what? It doesn't fucking matter. No great idea or invention or like forward motion of anything has ever come from people being silent or not sharing their ideas. Every great idea, any time in life has come from someone being like, you know what? Fuck what you think. Yes. This is how I think, and this is what I'm going to do. So go with that. I love that, guys. The power you need is within you. There it is. Wow. Cheers. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) You heard it from Bonnie Boo, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, you know, because you know, I, I meet uh, people who are like talented. You know, they, they they can sing, they can paint, they can. I mean, just really great artists. You know, and, and like, you wonder like, well, you know, how come you didn't? And you know, they wanted to pursue that. You know, there's a you know, of course. And it's like, wow, why didn't you? I'm ever, one of those yeah, people. Yeah, right? I am one of those people. A lot of people look at me like that. Like, mm. how is she not? Like, what is yeah, she not? Right. Why did she not there do this? Are. Or why did she not fucking drop seven albums? Or why did she not like? I'm one of those people. It doesn't matter. Like, when you ultimately, like, you let that affect you, and guess what? You don't release anything for fucking seven years because you're too worried about what the fuck people think about you. But ultimately, you have to be at peace with yourself, and you have to just get to that place where you're like, it doesn't matter what anybody has to say or what anybody thinks. Like, Mm. I'm doing this for me. This is what matters to me. This Absolutely. is what matters in my life. This is my fucking purpose. This is what I'm bringing to this world. It doesn't matter what anybody else thinks. I love that, Bonnie. Yeah, that's that's you're an inspiration, Bonnie. Bottom line, man. That's thank you. You know, yeah. This is it's beautiful because I get to have these conversations like almost every week, and it's just like uplifting, man. I just I take it all in, and it's just like I'm spoiled. I really am. I'm spoiled. <laughs> I, get to, I feel the same way. I like I I lo- that like I said like. I love having conversations with people because it gives you so much insight and it inspires you in a way where it's just like, wow, you Mm. like you live your life like this and people look at you like the crazy part is, I think, about like having conversations with people is like some people look at people and think that they make it look easy. Uh. But it's like we all are like struggling to try and figure it out. Mm -hmm. And we all like we're all trying to get to those goals and we're all trying to get to that like 
self-love and self-acceptance and healing that matters enough to ascend to the next level like that's what we're all trying to do yes and the journey is so much a part of it you know the process is a part of it you have to trust the process <laughs> you always hear about that's, it right? that's the thing too you have to trust the process yeah because i mean that's where the growth happens right that's where the that's where the i mean yeah that's where you become whatever you're trying to become right and then the, the once you reach your destination and then, so what's next, a right? A new journey. A, a new journey, right? A, new, a next it's level. It's time for your next adventure. <laughs> uh, Bonnie, so as, before we wind, start winding things down here, I like, I'm going to uh, try the word association game with you. Okay. So I'll say a word. Am I going to rap? <laughs> Actually, but you no. know, I was going to, well. Fuck. Now that you said that. I just said that up. <laughs> no, you don't have to rap if you don't want to. I mean, it would be nice if you could drop a, a bar or two. I but, will. Yeah, I'll, just drop, I'll drop an acapella before we leave. All right, cool. There we go. There we go. So yeah, but so not I'll, a freestyle. <laughs> okay. No, hey, I'll take an acapella. Shit. We'll take an acapella. Um, you know. Uh, okay, so I'm gonna say a word. You tell me the first thing that comes to mind. Okay. All right. All right. Here we go. Love. Hate. Um, hip hop. Love. Peace. P e a c e. Peace, happiness. Kingman. Childhood. Nostalgia. Oxnard, nostalgia. Kingman, childhood, Oxnard, nostalgia. (laughs) I answered it before you said the (laughs) word. (laughs) Um, Basketball. Celtics. What? Oh, my God. No. No. Oh, Sheila, what? Oh, shit. What happened? You see my colors. Oh, shit. Oh, Oh. Oh, Oh, my gosh. Bonnie, look at my colors. I mean, shit. I love it, though. I love it. You said the first. Hey. You said. No, you're right. Absolutely. You know, no, that's interesting, though. That's interesting. But why? Why not? Okay, I'll tell you why. I'm so Kevin Garnett. Like, I love Kobe. I love Kobe, and I love Rest the Lakers. My grandmother, yes, my grandmother. I grew up watching the Lakers. My grandmother was obsessed with them. I love, like, I actually love basketball across the board. Like, I love basketball. I love every team. I love all the players. Like, uh. I used to be obsessed with it. I used to watch it every day. I used to do fantasy basketball leagues, like all kinds of shit. But Kevin Garnett is my favorite basketball player of all time. Oh, shit. Okay. And I followed him. Like, I was a Timberwolves fan. I just was like, I'm a Timberwolves fan because Kevin Garnett is there. Uh And I followed him to the Celtics, and they happen to win the championship. And then I'm like, I'm a fucking Celtics fan. Well. (laughs) And all, you know, like, all the rest of it. And I, in the last few years, I will say, like, I just actually started watching it again because I'm like, they're in the fucking playoffs. My friend's like, are you watching this shit? My friend that I've, like, grew up with uh-huh, uh-huh. that's also a Celtics fan, she's like, are you watching this shit? Oh I'm like, I wasn't, but now I am. But um, <laughs> that's why. Like, I, I'm a Kevin Garnett fan, and he you. ended up there, and that's kind of how it happened. Mm, I see. All right. Well, you know, I'm not going to hold it against you. <laughs> At least you're not it's one okay of okay if you do. <laughs> Everybody does. I understand it. I totally get it. But I am also, like, 
I'm a Toronto I, Rose. I'm I love, <laughs> but I love the Lakers. Like I I love the Lakers. Obviously, I fucking love Kobe. Like yeah. I grew up. Like the Lakers were such a part of my life. But like me personally, Kevin Garnett get it. Get is it. he's my fucking favorite person of all time. Like one of my favorite people of all time and one of my favorite basketball players of all time. I, you know, you know, so that's, I would follow, I don't give a fuck. He could go to the fucking, <laughs> like, he could go to the okay. Bucks with yeah. Boykins and I'll still... <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Did you say Boykins? Yeah. Earl Boy? Oh my gosh, I haven't heard that. Uh, remember Ray Allen was on the Bucks? Yes. Yeah. But uh, anyway, okay, well, yeah, that's that's interesting. Hey, what the hell, man? That's that's. Uh... You know, though, basketball, like, it's really interesting how they make changes and their synergy with people because it's very similar to music. Mm-hmm. Like, the way that they put players together and the way that they yes. fucking make magic happen is exactly the same way that of music and bands where you're just Chemistry, like, right? Synergy, yeah. chemistry, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Well, you know... I, you know, I'm sorry to hear that. No, but but uh, no, it's all good, Bonnie. So yeah, you know, drop us a, a couple bars, maybe if you wouldn't mind, Bonnie, before we wrap things up and sure. give the people a taste of of the magic. You know, a little sample size of the magic right here on Profile Pod. You said you love me, and I know you didn't mean it. All my demons had me fiending for affection. That's the truth, and I accept it. Hang on. <laughs> Take, no worries. No pr- no pressure, Bonnie. No pressure. Man. Don't cry, bitch. Oh. Sorry. Take a sip. <clears throat> okay. I'm going to do a different one. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> no worries. No, you, you do whatever you want, Bonnie. Let's see. A new one. I've been talking to myself pretty much all my life. I've been talking to myself lately about all of this strife. Been trying to release all of these struggles on my mind. Been trying to find the time to recline and refine, not refine or resign, because I'm never looking back. Nope, nope, I'm never looking back. Piece of the movement, so react to that. You can take a second if you need it. Okay, let's feed it. Take the red one, not the blue one. A new sun, a new sun is what you are to me. Don't you see? Allow me to introduce you to my seven personalities. The seven deadly sins of commonalities. Fueled by emotions, so I'm bound to be erratic and insane. So don't judge me or don't push me, because you'll be worried. And then I will tell all of my friends that you've been talking about me. Well, and then you'll just be sorry. Maybe you already are, B. Maybe I just like pulling your cards, see? 52 card pickup, because I love all of the map tricks up my sleeve and you don't know the half bring me a treat or i will break you in half halloween has already passed but the monsters out to play again but the monsters out to play again mm. i'm sure they will lock me away any day now wow, mm. wow. Beautiful, beautiful. <laughs> What, what is that? What is that? Is that from a song? Uh, that is. It's it, called "Lock Me Away." Lock me away. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank that, you, ladies and gentlemen. That you see <laughs> like, what what I've been. I had to switch why, gears because I didn't want to cry. I'm sorry about that. No, Bonnie. <laughs> you know, no. That's all. Uh, thank you, Bonnie, for for giving us a, that that uh, little slice of magic there. 
Bonnie, thank you for having me. Absolutely, absolutely. Before we go, where can the good people find you? Where can they find your music? Where can they uh, connect with you on social media? All that good stuff. Bonita Azul, B-O-N-I-T-A-A-Z-U-L, is my main page. I have the Bonnie Blue Experience, also for the podcast, and Bunny Psycho, which is another different thing that we actually didn't talk about, but it's okay. Just follow me there. Okay. That's a whole different storyline. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Bonita as well is the main one, and you'll find everything else from there. Yeah. Yeah. There it is. Yeah. Absolutely. No, Bonita. Uh, Bonita Azul. I almost called you. Uh, <laughs> Bonnie, thank you so much for taking the time. Thank re- you. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Anytime. I can't wait to uh, your next show. I'll be. I'll be tracking your. When is this coming out? This is. Uh, I think Thursday. Thursday. Okay. I have a show June fifth. Okay. The link is in my bio. It's an all women's Malibu, right? Spa sesh, yes. Private residence in Malibu. Please check the link in my bio. Definitely about to sell out, so buy your fucking tickets. Um, really great performances, vendors, all women. So yeah. only it's for women only. Yes. Oh, sorry. Right. <laughs> sorry. I'll catch the next one. I'll catch the next one. <laughs> you heard her. Go check it out. Go check out Bonnie Blue's uh, Instagram. Um, you will not be disappointed. This young lady is doing big things, as you can see. Um, yeah, once again, thank you, Sheila. Thank you so much for, for being here as well. And Sheila's in, in the background here. The BM. That's right. That's right. The big Which boss is lady. funny because, like, in the cannabis industry, that's called the black market. But really, I'm referring to the business manager. The B- <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, that's the BM right there. Why are you talking about that? <laughs> <laughs> Not supposed to. Be, oh, <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Wait, okay, baby that? mama. Oh, okay, oh. baby mama. <laughs> baby mama. Ooh. I thought you were my business manager. You're about to be my baby mama. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Thank you, ladies, so much once again for being here. And you know, uh, it's it's been a pleasure. It's been a pleasure. Thank so you. absolutely, I'm going to continue to connect. You are now a Profile Pod alum. And Thank you. uh, you, you're you're from, you're from Mina now, so I know yeah. you're yeah. about to come on my podcast. Also, oh, you let me know. I'll be. I'm you're there. about to have the Bonnie Blue experience. Oh shit! Hell yeah, I'm ready. We're gonna finish the rest of that bottle. I'm gonna save the rest of this bottle for the Bonnie Blue experience. Okay, I, let me know, Bonnie. You let me. I know. mean, I'm gonna take one more shot, and then we'll save the rest of it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, absolutely. There you have Bonnie Blue, ladies and gentlemen. Go get, again. We'll go give her a follow. Go check her out. On Instagram or all of the social media platforms, she's everywhere. You can't miss her. Thank you so much for tuning in once again, wherever you're tuning in from. It's always a pleasure being here. Don't forget Henry's poster, frames and posters. Go get your Ray's energy drink. Go buy yourself a new Profile Pod t-shirt. The, the link, I'll post the link there in my in the description below. It's on the Instagram shop. Go, go view the shop. Go support the podcast. So... Uh, Once again, thank you, Bonnie Blue, so much. Thank you, everybody, for being here. We will see you guys soon. And always remember to take it easy. Peace. Take it easy.